I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to Tribulation Farce, a left-behind podcast. I am your host, Tim Lanning, and this is Jennifer Cheek. Jennifer, how are you today? Well, we are broadcasting live from the Lake of Fire. It is hot as (laughs) fuck in St. Louis. It is 100 degrees, and personally, I hate it. Yeah, I took the recycling out just now. And I grabbed on the wrong area, so some old syrupy, oh, rancid no. beer oh. juice just uh, hit my finger. So, well, you're already stronger and braver than me because I've literally not stepped my foot outside today, and I shan't. Yeah. I will. <laughs> I cannot handle the heat, uh, which was part of the reason why when I was a child, I was like, I can't go to hell. It's hot there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was a big reason to become a Christian. Really, uh, I'm very. Thankful that I didn't really grow up around what was described as uh, uh, fire insurance. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But then also, wasn't it like in medieval times, there was a concept of hell being very cold? Mm -hmm. Now that I'm interested in. Yeah. And then learning later that like hell's not in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's real fun. The Lake of Fire is talked about, which is different. Yeah. We probably will come up in this series at some point, actually. Yeah, Jesus goes to hell at one point, I think, if you're Catholic. He does. He goes there. And that really messes me up. Also, all <laughs> babies are in heaven right now if you're Catholic. Like, now. Like, all babies and future babies. Baby souls but are wait, in I heaven. Thought they, I, no, I thought they were in purgatory. Okay, that might be true, I too. think that they die when they're... When all they're I know before. is my stepmom was talking to a newborn, and he's like, you were in heaven just a little bit ago. I was like, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Um, so she thinks that before you're born, you're in heaven? That's my understanding. I don't know. Do Christians... I don't... Is that normal? I don't know if that's a normal belief. I'm going to go ahead and assume it's a Lutheran thing. Uh, this week, we are talking about... <laughs> Chapter four of the very first book of Left Behind. And chapter five. And chapter five, thank you. This is our third episode. Thank you so much for everyone who's downloading, enjoying it. Yes. Got a lot of, uh, uh, yet again, uh, nice comments and things like that. Shout out to Kristen for the DM and hello to Jack and all your whole family for uh, 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 listening. It's Hell yeah, man. We should catch up sometime. Yeah. It's always good uh, making something like this and then folks you went to college with or Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Or what have you. Like, Being like, yeah, hell we yeah, love this go. shit. <laughs> um, I mean, we have pastors that give us their sign of approval. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the people crave tribulation farce. <laughs> We've had our first one-star review, praise be, praise Woo. be. Uh, did you ever notice, Jennifer, that it's like okay to make fun of Christians, but if you did it's- it to something, like to like Muslims or Jewish oh, it's people. It's so hard for them. Oh, being the dominant religion in this country and the one that's ruining our country. It's so hard. Well, people do wars for religion. 
Okay. okay. Uh, we watched a, a Under the Banner of Heaven, and we might do a bonus oh, episode Oh, man, on that. we have to. It was um, so good. But I have decided, everyone, you know, we were trying to be nice, but <laughs> I have decided that religion should be illegal. <laughs> it's really bad. And I finished reading the book Under the Banner of Heaven, which ends with the trial uh, of, which if you don't know anything about it, uh, a few... A uh, fundamentalist Mormon extremist killed their sister-in-law and niece in 1984. And as part of the trial, there was a whole thing where they were trying to be like, well, uh, he's delusional and is not of his right mind because of these religious beliefs. And they're like, well, but if you say that, then that means every person who's religious is not fit to, you know, to be trial. And I was like, hmm. hmm. Much to think about. Well, hmm. then. <laughs> anyway, we're not, I'm not trying to be a hater for every single religious person out there. Like, if you're nice and whatever, Some then that's cool. Some of my best friends are Christian. Some of my Christians. best friends are Christian. Yeah. I just will never stop making fun of evangelicals because I hate yeah. I hate the evangelical church. I cool don't care. Christians, I don't care. Cool Christians know you're not making fun of them. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, I know, but you know, Jesus, he talks to me. He says it's okay to cuss. I can <laughs> I can drink whiskey yeah. and have sex before marriage and I don't exist and things like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jennifer, uh yeah. any other uh, things that you want to, uh, uh, you know, any prayer requests? Oh uh, man, any? I mean, I'm sure I, I have a few unspokens personally. Yeah, I my number one prayer request is for it to be less hot in St. Louis. It's too hot for me. Oh yeah, I'm I mean, very weak. We knew that this was going to be the major downside of yeah. moving here. But... I can't wait to not leave my home for the yeah. next week. <laughs> yeah, well, just in case, to any new listeners, Jennifer and I were raised evangelical for. Yeah. 20 years, mm-hmm. um, so you can't yell at us. That's the rule. You can't. That is the rule. Um, if you want to yell at us, uh, Jesus said, turn the other cheek, my good mm-hmm. bitch. So mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead and turn it. All right. Chapter, Chapter four. four. <laughs> I can feel you gearing up, and I had to join. So we start with the Buckster, and he is getting the Rapture special, <laughs> which is a doctor treating his head wound. Yeah, this uh, <laughs> that he got from being a fucking idiot and going down these, the fucking slide wrong. These episodes, these episodes, these chapters aren't very fun. They're not. They're quite depressing. Yeah. And if you can put yourself <laughs> in the mode of okay, this is just evangelical, the stand. You can oh kinda... yeah. See, totally. And I actually like found myself like getting actually interested in the like oh like all the cars are stuck here right. and, like the power lines are down and like you're trying to like get places and like, even discussing the fact that it so we find out either this chapter or next chapter that the rapture most likely happened at 11 p.m uh central time so midnight eastern midnight Whoa. eastern <laughs> and uh i don't know how much ahead israel is uh, uh I, Germany's I, six. Yeah. Add another six, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe not. I don't know. It's, it was during the daytime. I yeah. think we can agree on that. So there is this concept of like, okay, it's not as bad in, in Chicago because it happened at 11. At nighttime. Uh, but, you know, uh, Ray Ray's uh, daughter, Chloe, is in California. Right. Where it happened at, um, you know, nine. So mu- it seems like it's much more dangerous uh, out there because okay. of that. Also, my brain just put together that if the rapture happened at midnight on the East Coast, God basically made it so that there was, like, really almost nowhere that it was happening during the daytime. Because the time zones where it was nighttime, that's the ocean, right? Like, 
Do you see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the it like the time zone chunk, like where people would have been really deep asleep. All that area doesn't really have people. Is the that's, ocean? That's a great point, and that kind of rock. It's fucked up. It's like <laughs> fucked up. It's J- like even more like vindictive. Big old Jod <laughs> is like, how can I get the most amount of people? Uh, you Just know, absolutely maybe blast as many people as I can. He knew that he could probably <laughs> do it at certain times to blast individual people, mm. but he wanted it to be like a per capita thing. Yeah, he wanted the most blast per capita. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, yeah, this doctor is like a cool guy, and I don't think he ever shows up again. But I did like him because he made Buck be in pain, mm-hmm. so that was good to me. When he was just like, "Buck up, bro! <laughs> It'll be better than the infection on your head." And they have like a whole weird conversation with one of the like, uh, uh, like what do you call the area? The fancy be- people who have a fancy airplane. Yeah, just like the access the premium the lounge, lounge. The lounge. He's like everyone is being so condescending and rude to women in this series all the time for no reason. We can agree that it would be, it would suck to be anyone in the rapture, but it would really suck to be a female service worker. Oh my fucking god! Listen here, bitch. <laughs> I am Bucky Williams. I am 19 years old, and I crack stories, and I was on my way to see Dirk Burton. Like, seriously, the the doctor is like, go hand out peanuts and whatever. I'm like, bitch, yeah, who are you? I mean, we've said it before. It's just that it's still funny, and I cannot believe no one says, listen, toots, I, how about you shut your app? I mean, they basically do. Like, there's a lot of, like, huns and deers and Sweethearts. Sweeties. Sweet cheeks. I don't know if they say sweet cheeks. Listen, but. beautiful. Why don't you get me a like, freaking sandwich? That's what it's like. But anyway, Bug gets his head cleaned, unfortunately, and he finally gets access to the phone to find a message from. I'm going to quote this exactly. Steve Plank's secretary, the matronly Marge Potter, which, yeah. I mean, if you're coming up with a matronly name, Marge Potter, pretty spot that on. Does, that does whip. <laughs> we are getting into, like, the really sick names. There's a uh, lot of, yeah, this chunk, we get to introduce quite a few and, people. And basically, if, I almost said, if you're not a cis uh, white man, but I'm like, come on, it's 1995, <laughs> this is a Christian book, Yeah, <laughs> there's not going to yeah, be any trans that, people. Uh, no, there's definitely not, and they also need to make sure that you know if the person's not white. Yes. <laughs> they gotta tell you. I could see book seven having a trans person that goes to like That's an like all-you-can-eat pork buffet on the Temple Mountain Jerusalem yeah, or something yeah, like totally, that. Yeah, totally, totally. besides that. I don't even feel like Tim LaHaye, like, I'm sure he knows. Now, what's a CS? Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. So, so anyway, Bucks gets the message from Marge Potter. And the only, like, real thing of note in it that made me laugh was that she says, everyone we know who's gone is either a child or a very nice person. Are you sure? Like, I'm sorry, but I don't find Christians very nice. So, I don't. I feel like actually things would get a lot quieter. (laughs) Again, this is 1995. Times were different-ish. Which is, you know, obviously not true, but also very true. Because as we've joked about before, we live in an interesting time in 2022 where things are quite worse. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, uh, quite worse because so many of the things that are said silently forever are being said out loud. Right. Yada, Not trying to say that this is a new thing. Please don't read too deep into that. No, but I do feel like generally, like, I feel like the economy was, like, better around this time. Like, people were just doing better. Yeah, I think we were coming back from some sort of 80s 
badness and we hit the point of like 90s swell and i don't so we weren't in the dot-com boom yet uh yeah i believe we, we have a couple years before we can get to that yeah um don't correct me this is a different I, world i feel like unfortunately i'm actually like, do correct me i'm curious yeah no no please do correct us and i have another question that's going to kind of come from this vein for the next chapter but I, I man maybe i need to go do some digging and like research like what was going on politically around yeah. 1995 1994 because he doesn't say i don't know that i don't know that like chunk of time as much like i feel like i know old stuff mm-hmm. and i know current stuff and i don't know the 90s as much i mean so. yeah 90s kind of sucks which is why it's weird that we are having some 90s fashion come back yeah around now and all our shows are coming back and things like that i mean there is somewhat interesting vibes of like a less glam less nice less interesting 80s but you know not really anything except for more of this access uh, yeah uh, type vibe but they don't say what year this uh, book or story takes place. And obviously it's in a different world. Right. I mean, like I would assume own. it's a similar time. Right. Mid-90s. Because we're getting all the stuff based off the technology. And I don't really know how God. much of this technology was uh, forefront in 95. And you're supposed to th- think that Bucky is, like, s- slick shit. I, I think you are supposed to think that he's slick shit for constantly, like... <laughs> Like, uh, freaking whipping his laptop out and trying to connect it to, like, a phone. It it is really funny to, like, think about, like, a lot of the things that are happening in these chapters, like, would not happen in current time because people have cell phones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if this was written nowadays, it would just be, like, there's... The, the, the cell towers are down. Yeah, true, true, still be true. the same thing. True. And then there'd be some sort of comment about like, well, everyone's so used to phone, they didn't even know how, what their phone numbers were and how to get home. <laughs> That's probably true though. I really only do know like two phone numbers saved. So this actually a good point. Yeah. So maybe it'd be the same. But one thing I liked about this <clears throat> chunk is that we have our first people basically being like, well, that was a rapture. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The doctor, I mean, again, the doctor's like, it's a rapture special, but it's like, wait, excuse me. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> He's like, um, I, I sort of believe in a god. Uh, I'm like, like a deist, if anything. So, what <laughs> Another- I, I would like to talk about this more. I was like, nah, I gotta go. I might show up in book eight. Bye. <laughs> I, got, I got more wounds to cleanse. <laughs> Basically, anyone who just shows up for a second, I'm like, ah, oh, this is probably my favorite They're character. They're coming back. Well, I think the person you were talking about does come up. He's the one that's mentioned it? I think so. Yes! We'll see. We'll see. If it's who I'm thinking of. I'm um, going to Google it. Another thing that was really funny in this section, because this is all happening, Buck is just, like, trying to, like, use the phone and, like, he's in the lounge or whatever. Um, and, and there's a whole thing about him being very excited to work on the assignment of a lifetime. He's such a dork. He's such a dork. And, like, just the concept of, like, investing. Investigative journalism about the Rapture is so funny to me. Yeah. Like all the think pieces and like what would Twitter be like if the Rapture like- <laughs> <laughs> Wow, normal world. <laughs> <laughs> what would Twitter be like on the day of the Rapture? I what think hashtags it would, would be it trending? Would be, it Hashtag would be Rapture. So fucking funny. It would be it would rule to be on Twitter. Because people would lose the their happened. goddamn mind. You could be everyone, like video. Everyone would realize that Christians are real. So they would just go like yeah. ultra irony pilled and then start doing like bits and jokes yeah. and shit like that. It would be sort of like the time when chat roulette was around and people would do oh, weird man. stuff on yeah. that. Uh, Just the wild west <laughs> Twitter. Oh yeah. And immediately you would have all this disinformation. Reddit would find like, Oh my God. Someone absolutely. in like Prague with a, with a, with a, like a weird radio tower that did it. And then they would accidentally get doxxed and like, 
Direct to death. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, like obviously, some people will be like, "Well, it's obviously the rapture," but some people are going to be like, "It's aliens," or like, yeah. "It's a, it's a, you know, military weapon." Or well, the, the who problem knows? that if the actual Bible rapture happens nowadays, we're all going to go, "LOL, it's like the leftovers." <laughs> exactly. And then all the Christians up in heaven is like, "No, it's not like the leftovers. It's not. It's, not. <laughs> it's different." Like, honestly, okay, real talk. I'm gonna look you in your face. If the rapture for real happened, what would you do? Like, would you be like, I guess I gotta be Christian again? I guess I would have to become Christian again. I don't think I would. I think I, I would be like, fuck you, send me to hell, bitch. If I was saved. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might be a weenie though. I don't if, know if I would I actually mean, do I mean, that. I, again, my, my point is saying right now, if God exists, he sucks. And I do believe <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly. I really believe that. But that being said, I do not want to go to hell. So yeah, hell sounds very bad. So, so I guess I would. But God if we would knew know. for sure that it was like the God Rapture, which if every Christian disappeared and shit like that, I, I would. I hate to think of it, but like I would have to just become a Christian, right? I don't know if I could though. But I guess if I saw it was real, oh, but it's not gonna happen. It wouldn't be. So that's my thing. Is I want to have. I want to like bunker down, go in the basement with like all my uncrustables yeah. and, and polar seltzers. Yes. And, about 50 years later. And, then, and be ironic for like three days. Yeah, 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 be, yeah. Have my own three days underground. Then I too will emerge and become a uh, born again. Uh, cause you would have to, because you know that the whole point is that like an airplane or the Antichrist or a fucking scorpion on a goddamn horse is gonna kill you. <laughs> At any given moment. Yeah, that's true. So you gotta just say it, and you got and you gotta say it enough that like God believes you. <laughs> the hardest part is going to be convincing yeah, one God. I don't think God's gonna be fooled. <laughs> and by then me. two me. <laughs> uh, I think I, I'm not too sure. I have to convince myself first, and then that way. But like, I, I don't want to like sing, and I really don't no, want to. I don't want to go to heaven either. That no, sounds really boring. <laughs> heaven sounds bad. <laughs> but 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 then actually so. If you become saved and you survive the seven years, you live for a thousand years. Now that's pretty cool. As you don't go to heaven, heaven comes to you, and then after a thousand then years, you go up to heaven. everyone goes to heaven, or this like new heaven, maybe. Uh, I think again, none of this shit is real. So it even matter. like even well, I, I hesitate to say mainstream. What is mainstream anymore? But like definitely, quote yeah. unquote, uh, huge swaths of. Uh, Christians, you know, uh, not Catholic, uh, Jesus believers. Yes. Um, believe in some form of end time stuff, but I don't think it's as many as I thought. No, I think it's a lot less. I think the whole, cause I mean, again, talking to our sister-in-law who grew up Luther is like, I don't know what you guys were talking about. And I'm like, what? Well, it's crazy to me. That's just the taint of the Catholic Church. So oh, you're Lutherans, you're Methodists. Not, not, not Christians. Uh, Catholics, obviously not Christians. So. I, I'll just, I would put a lot of blame for this on the Baptists. <laughs> I think the majority, I mean, ba- I think Baptists are like the biggest, they're definitely the biggest evangelical denomination and maybe like the biggest denomination yeah. in the United States. And they I, for sure believe in that. I shit. would, I would be unsaved just long enough to rip any, like, of my family that said they are Christian a fucking new one. <laughs> weird it's like shut up <laughs> don't God. kill yourself though that would be like everyone else in this well, goddamn that's, book that's the thing that sucks though in this universe is that you've only got heaven or hell so you can't just like kill your, you're just gonna take yourself there faster right 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 but like like i was saying you have you have you have earth heaven yeah so you have to survive seven years good luck uh and but i think that's only if you're saved i still i think it's that's what i'm saying oh right so if you're you're i would say i choose the option of not dying <laughs> 
becoming saved. Living a thousand years. <laughs> becoming saved and not dying because I do not want to go to heaven early. <laughs> Unless <laughs> heaven's so different. It sounds so I don't want to sing. I'm sorry. Honestly, Tim, I think unfortunately heaven on earth is going to be kind of the same. That's the always yeah. the bye bye guy, but I don't know. Yeah, but like. Think of it as, like, a non-problematic Mormon, right? Where it's like, I don't need coffee to smile oh, and dance. Oh, man. No, no way. I would be. I would dispatch myself quickly. <laughs> Jesus, I'm a, I am Christian, but <laughs> am I able to go to vo- the void? Like, yeah, if you just, like, shoot me out into space somewhere, Saint like Peter a different universe. sits you down. It's like, you're saying a lot of negative things about being in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Are you willing to take some feedback about heaven? We're it gonna, fucking sucks here. We're gonna move you in the favela of heaven. Uh, uh, we had to build a fucking uh, oh, no. interstate through here. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Capitalism was invented by the Bible. Thank oh, you. Oh, my God. It's just gonna be highways everywhere. And it's gonna be like McMansions in heaven. I think heaven is just a big cube, is what the Bible says. Um, I can't. I want to talk about. This I know more. But we gotta keep moving. And I think this is a potentially a fun um, topic for future guests and things like that. Yes, so totally. Let's, let's get that. Back. Let's yeah, put that back yeah, in our yeah. Head. Let's let's remember that. So anyway, meanwhile. Rafer is getting off of his non-horny helicopter and walking five miles home. And again, the way they write everything is just so smarmy in a completely different way. Fucking Bucky has, like, big bottom energy and Rayford has, like, <laughs> douchey dad energy it's about everything. yeah. Uh, so he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll walk. I'm gonna walk because yeah. I'm a hard worker. He's just like, I love to pull myself up by my bootstraps listen, to walk down the road. I got boots. These are boots are made from walking and pulling up. <laughs> Walking five miles. But he does, uh, he hitchhikes though, and he gets picked up by a nice lady. They have a little convo. And the only thing that the lady wants in return for giving Rayford a ride is for him to pray for her. Rayford's like, I don't really do that. <laughs> so, so we are getting, we're inching it dangerously close to where it becomes explicitly religious. Yes. That being said, I did, you know, enjoy this back and forth. I thought, yeah. you know, because we are in the depression zone and we just moved away from Bucky, who we hate, and we true, uh, true. regrettably stan Rayford, or at least I do. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't, but, uh, compared to Bucky, it's a, it's a, it's like Yakuza, uh, Kiwami Zero, where okay. you're going back and forth. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, uh, yes. Kiryu is Rayford and Majima okay. is Buck. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I don't know if I feel good about that comparison. Kiryu is Rayford, himbo. Majima. Majima. He deserves better. He does deserve better, but on the, uh, Kiryu Majima, Bucky Rayford right. special. And then once we get more characters, we can, figure out who else too true um, but it, i really did enjoy i thought this was if not well written um well yeah. it's engaging it's engaging yeah. it is because again it does have that like you said the stand vibe right um, if this was a movie i would say the script was good regardless of the acting right yeah it's like decent um i did laugh at the whole like when river's like i'm not much one for praying and the lady says you will be <laughs> <laughs> like Extremely fucking what a Davy Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean like you best be believing in nightmares. You're Do you in believe one. in a rapture story? You're in one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That. Oh, okay. That's what I would tweet. The yeah. day. <laughs> it would. It would really go viral. But unfortunately, you would still be dozing. No. What would happen? Just like in real world, I would get like. 30 likes and be like, Jennifer, like, what? Retweet it. Why is I have so many good tweets. Why does this keep happening it's to me? It's not taking off. Yeah, and then I see other worse tweets go huge. Like, anyways. <sighs> That's how it is. But yeah, Twitter. then when he gets to his house uh, after being dropped off, um, and they, they do do an interesting thing about 
they kind of just like stop their viewpoints mid chapter yes and, and not yes. a what i would consider a traditional um uh uh cliffhanger right but kind of it's like a like two steps before a cliffhanger because it's in the middle of a chapter, you're gonna finish the chapter, so they don't need to. Yeah. No, it's actually <laughs> it actually reminds me of one of my favorite shows, Nirvana and Fire, which okay. is a, a, a Chinese show, uh, where they're telling like one story by flipping back and forth. It's like Nirvana and Fire, but like infinitely worse than mm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like they're kind of they're they're pushing it along by yeah. continuing to go back and forth. Not not quite as queer as of yet. Let's see, Ew. though. We'll keep our mind open. Oh, but, man. But I again, did... I, I need to... No, sorry. Sorry to I'm talking about that. I think I'm going to absolutely be digging into it at some point. As well as the fan fiction situation. Oh, yeah. Like, if yeah. I'm left behind. Yeah, I was trying to confirm a thing, um, and I stumbled across a fanfiction.net uh-huh. Uh, fan fiction. It wasn't all horny though, unfortunately. So we'll, I'll have to report back another time. I mean, they they brought up AIDS. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. Which, which Christians I forgot to only even think like, that gay people in Magic Johnson get. So yeah, the doctor's just being like, you know, the normal. Do you have AIDS? Yeah. <laughs> he said, like, do you have what? AIDS or anything fun like that? Uh-huh. Uh, again, we know that's not true. But again, this is written by a Christian. Yes. Um, and yeah, like we said, this is kind of a very depressing, slow chapter that I think is. You know, let's let's call it effective. Yeah, him going to the house. Oh my god, and, seeing all yeah. the like individual small things like, that makes him know he knows. I I, do, I agree with you. I think this is like the only like kind of good part where I you like kind of put I put myself in his shoes and also give it up for Jerry Jenkins because he called the house sepulchral. Like, yes. which I was like, oh, good even in my vocab. head that, that was tough to uh, uh, say out loud. Sepulchral. <laughs> You know what I mean. Like a grave. Um, so yeah, Ray walks into the spooky house. It smells like burnt coffee because his uh, righteous wife, Irene, does not even need an alarm to wake her up. All she needs is the smell of decaf coffee? Mm-hmm. That auto makes one egg in the Christian radio. That's mm-hmm. how she wakes up every morning. And again, I'm, 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 uh, using a questionably sourced archival backup. So my shit's <laughs> always broken up. Oh uh, no. So Bucky's inbox was in space box. Oh. And, and the way <laughs> no, that. No, no, I think it was like that in the real book too. I think there's some weird spelling stuff in it. Yeah. It's also 1905. So maybe we haven't figured out what's what, but yeah, like, yeah. uh, yeah, it was like, wait, does she, Put egg in the percolator and, <laughs> and, and drink goes her coffee and egg in the morning, uh, her hard coffee boiled egg. But I believe it's a, just a little fun grammar for I it. feel like we actually, weren't we like talking about doing this jokingly recently about like cooking a, yeah, the like egg a, in the coffee? Yeah, like a, what are they, like, not a scotch egg. Like a tea like egg. A, a, tea a tea egg, egg. yeah. Um, no, I just feel like if you drink decaf coffee first thing in the morning, like, why, why? Why are you What's doing that? I don't uh, get it. That's what I'm saying. It's like freaking drink tea. Like, what are you doing? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I, my one wife, egg, one my, singular egg. In my wild days, <laughs> I freaking drank hard coffee and had two egg, but uh, now, now one, I don't. Down to one. So yeah. So Rayford's walking through the spooky house, and he's like avoiding going upstairs because he knows what he's gonna find up there. Mm-hmm. So he puts it off. Um, he goes into his son Ramy's room first, which is where we see that he had a signed 
portrait of himself. Dude. And Ray was like, <laughs> I'm a fucking asshole. I suck so bad. So bad. And I think that's I think that's good, right? In order for us to enjoy again, though they're kind of doing it for a different reason, yeah. but Again, we think that Jenkins is a real one. Sure, he's a huge piece of shit. I mean, he's probably bad, too. But, like, he knows what he's doing. So right, he, right. he knows that he has to kind of convince us that Ray sucks so that we can yeah. root for him. And I'm hoping that Ray still has a kissy of grit to it and it's not going to be all Jesus shit going forward, but whatever. It was, yeah, it was pretty funny because this is, again, I actually jumped ahead of myself. He doesn't get into the room at just this point. He's just thinking about Raimi. And it, said, it says, Rayford hated himself for his broken promises to spend more time with Raimi. Damn. And I'm like, maybe Raimi sucked. Jennifer. <laughs> maybe he had bad vibes. Has, has <laughs> alone taught us nothing. I know. That... When you have to think about it, you're like, I didn't tell my family I love them. Oh, totally. totally. Oh, it would be awful. It would be awful. Like, it, it is, like, the thought of this. And again, the leftovers, very much explorers. Like, people, like, suddenly being ripped from your life and how yeah. you deal with that. Yeah. No, definitely uh, check out the leftovers. It's one of the best shows ever made, and it's rough. And it's just, like, a very weird version of this. Uh, but we switch over to Bucky again, uh, and since we're in the <laughs> Bucky, his chapters rule. They're so weird. Like, it's the, just like, hey, would you like some world building, please? Like, I am thinking about a thing, and I'm thinking about a flashback, and then a different flashback. Yeah, this one kind of conf- the his flashbacks with his buddy really confused me. Yes, uh, yes. And I was like, wait, is this happening? No. Oh wait, is this why this is happening? No way. No, I think I finally got the timeline like fully understood. So right, because we'll- he tells an entire story, and it's like yes. this was three days ago. And I was yes. Like, okay. But in this part, I believe what is happening is that Bucky is in line, and I don't know if he's, I couldn't tell if he was reading notes from this interview he did with Heim Rosenzweig, or if he's, like, watching it on his laptop, Dude, like, it, in line. it sounded like microfiche, I, because he was, like, zooming in on yeah. his transcribed, like, day's worth of stuff, so I believe it must have been something weird like that. And it's just that in his mind, he's, like, playing back the conversation, and that's the exactly. way it is. Because it, it was, like, conversational, like, think, not, like, notes style. Exactly. And this this felt kind of um, awkward. Uh, yes. Because they, they <laughs> had to mention my main man, Nikolai Carpathia. They, ha- they had to start to, to sprinkle in some info on so, him. Because you know, like, okay, it's the fourth chapter. Tell me about the Antichrist. Who's the bad guy? <laughs> Which <laughs> I, I think is know. kind of nuts. They could have, like... I guess sat on it for a little bit longer. I am curious. They're not brave enough to do that. Yeah, fair. Uh, it's got all the main characters, the new Christians, the Antichrist, <laughs> you name it. We got it all. So in this this interview, with, uh, he's talking to Haim. Haim sorry, someone corrected. <clears throat> Excuse me. Haim. I can't do it correctly if I, I try really hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard in my throat. So I, I was throwing a, a, right. a, little, a little on it when we were talking about it. Probably um, not enough. But he's having a whole convo with Bucky, and he's like, have you heard of my new best friend, Nikolai Carpathia, from the the lower house of the Romanian government? (laughs) He's like, I'm a kind of a politics nerd, in that I know who's on the lower house of the Romanian parliament. Okay, but also, was he negging Bucky? Because I feel like he was kind of negging Bucky. So, Haim is a Yoda-like figure throughout these books. (laughs) He is an absolute weirdo goblin. Through, I kind of forgot which path he... Because there's another, like, Jewish prophet that shows up. Well, there's the two. Okay. The two guys. The, 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 oh. There's a lot. Yeah, but there's like... Well, in my mind, there's one main one. Okay. But I'm probably forgetting it. And I, frankly, confused. I think you remember more than me from the series. So. <laughs> and I was like, is Chaim that guy? 
Or the other, or the guy with the sword. Online conformed. He's the he's, he's the guy an, with the, the knife. He's a knife, the guy, right? Yeah, the guy with the knife. So he's like really goofy, and yes. and and this really sets up his character. And he's like doing like kind of doing bits and like making little jokes and like haha, I'm so humble. Right, like, you're you're humble just like me. <laughs> and it is kind of funny since uh, Bucky does need to eat a kiss of humble pie because he is such a piece of shit. Yeah, and he's too good at his goddamn job. And he's he has like one of the worst he, stories ever. Coming he's up. under thirty years old, and I just. I just want to... <laughs> so Haim is really able to, like, dog on him by, you know, hey, I'm making fun of a journalist for not knowing the basic of shit. But the whole point of this story is for us, the reader, to kind of set the stage for Nikolai Carpathia. And I am curious what it was like to read this book when you didn't know that Nikolai Carpathia was the Antichrist. Right, because right, the first people who read it wouldn't know that. Right, and I can't technically access my memories on this. But I could get the vibe that – because I listened to all this on Book on Tape. Um, and I was probably in the back playing with Dragon Ball Z figures <laughs> or Transformers or something like that, uh, back of the, the van. So I'm not too sure what I remember, but I could definitely see this is just yet another, like, net full of world building. And sure, of course he's talking about uh, some dude from Romania. Yeah. So one thing I thought was interesting is that uh, Heim points out – that Carpathia is a peacemaker and he's leading a movement for global disarmament, which you know the right wing Christians were like, uh uh, disarmament? No, thank you. That's a good point. We hate that. That's actually it? a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, because this, I didn't, I didn't think about it as this was bad, but. Oh, I yeah. Could, yeah. Well, even, even Rosenzweig was like, yeah, Israel doesn't like that very much either. Which, <laughs> that tracks. That's fair, to be honest, you know. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I Israel did. does a light apartheid from now and again and constantly, but also I kind of get their fascination with needing to arm their self. That yeah. does make sense. We do live in a, a, a global society. Yeah. So in addition to being all about disarmament, we get this description of of Nikolai Carpathia. Tim, can you read this for me, please? Uh, okay, where do I start? So, this is just, this is just a straight up description of him. Okay. Uh, blonde and blue eyed, like the, yeah, that's why I made you read it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is bad. (laughs) This one, it's bad and it rules. Blonde and blue eyed, like the original Romanians. I don't want to read it. (laughs) Do it. Read it. Who came from Rome before the Mongols affected the race. Like, yikes. It's bad. You can't say that shit. <laughs> I mean, Italians are white by this point. Uh, oh, uh, Jenkins, we they, this happened. A, that's why Columbus Day is a thing. Before the, Come on, before get with the it. Mongols affected their race. What does that mean? Ooh. Is it basically just saying it's not like stereotypical like, John Stamos? I guess. Like, I don't like it. I don't know, man. It's it's very no thanks. No thank you. <laughs> this is a yikes from yeah, us. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. We're giving it a yikes. Uh, Jenkins, I regret to inform you, I no longer think you're cool. You've been canceled. You've thank been canceled. you. You made it to chapter four. <laughs> you you honestly, good. you were pretty canceled before, though, because you can't write women at all. Yeah. Um, but why does Heim think Nikolai Carpathia is cool? Pretty straightforward. He speaks a lot of languages. They, they go so hard in on yeah. the like languages and him memorizing things which it will come up in the oh next few chapters yeah. it is so, the funniest shit this is the other thing that kind of breaks the quote unquote fourth wall because it's they need to go through and uh checkbox 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 prophecy shit yeah exactly so, he's got to fit all these things so some of these are kind of like vague some of these are very much like 
um, when Russia attacked Israel and, you know, there was lakes of fire because right, of right. all the, the exploded stuff like, and they were able to harvest. Gog and Magog, all, like, reference, whatever. Yes. Uh, yeah, and thank you to the person who pointed out how yes. uh, Ethiopia was uh, Gog and Magog, one of those two, and that's why it's such a strange group. I forget your Twitter handle and I do apologize, but I wanted to thank you for pointing that out. Um, it's like, I think that's what basically we assumed, right? Anything that's weird is probably yeah, that. I, well, like, even, like, Carpathia being from, like, the Carpathian Mountains or whatever. That might be something, too. I don't even know. Yeah, because I think the the basic uh, vibe here is this is a way to say he's Aryan without saying he's yeah. Aryan. Because he's, like, yeah. he's like an original uh, Caucasian from, yes. like, the Caucasus Mountains. Like, the right. same type of vibe, right? Um, so yeah, he speaks a lot of languages. He, and, uh, they had this kind of back and forth of Yoda Gremlin, Heim being like, what do you want? Cause, uh, it was funny. Cause like Heim's like, I, I, I've talked to a lot of people. Your own vice president came and talked to me. Wine, wine me, dine me, you know what me. And, uh, he, he's just kind of like, so I just imagine he's had like three, I don't know, wines or whatever. Yeah. Just being silly at. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Dude, you say, like, he's the Yoda of this series, like, totally unlocks something in my brain. You're, you're just, you're so correct. Yeah. He's the Yoda. Because he's just, like, doing little jokes with himself. Yeah, and, he sucks. And, like, being like, oh, you're weird. That's interesting to me. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> and, yeah, he's, like, arguably one of the most powerful people on the planet, weirdly. Yeah. Uh, due to his big-ass brain. So he basically says that, like, it's weird that Carpathia even gets a moment to talk with him, and they talk about how they just spoke for an hour, and after a while, he's like, all right, Carpathia, what do you want from old Heim? <laughs> and Carpathia is just like, I just want your goodwill. I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, right, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> But he's very, apparently he's very charismatic is what I'm hearing from this. People like him. He's, he comes across as very sincere. So the other thing, too, is I don't think technically Carpathia is supposed to be that bad until a few big-ass things yes. happen to him I, later down the road. I think you're 100% And then correct. he goes sicko mode. Yeah, <laughs> but, which I'm very excited oh, about. Oh, it's such a good part. I can't wait. It's going to be so cool when we're pulling for the Antichrist. <laughs> I've always, he does, I mean, spoilers, he doesn't use contractions, and he sleeps like an hour a night. I mean, come on. He's a vampire. <laughs> He's a vampire. Um, Is he Strahd? <laughs> in my mind, uh, it, the movie version of him kind of looks like a slightly more European Ken Jennings. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. since I haven't watched the um, uh, Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron? Is that right? Uh, Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Yeah. Uh, not Dirt Burton. Not Dirt Burton. Uh, <laughs> left Behind. 
I kind of forget what he looks like. So in my mind, it is Ken Jennings just being like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> here I yeah. am doing a Jeopardy to the UN. The other thing that's funny in this section is that Han is like, Buck, you must meet Carpathia. You would like each other. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, Buck, Fair. I think you basically would be liked by the Antichrist. And I also think this is suck. sort of a, a ironic foreshadowing. Totally. Of, we sure are following the most important characters of of these books, and you know some of these characters will be on the walls of Jerusalem fighting as oh, yeah. as the Good Lord comes back. It's gonna be fucking sick at the end of book twelve or thirteen or something like that. So we finally get to the last bit of Bucky's part in this chapter, which Tim is, I think, where your favorite guy might be alluded to for yes, the first yes, time. Yes, yes. So Buck finally gets to the front of the line. And because he, he's in line basically to, at the um, um, premier lounge, yeah, uh, where they're able to you know book your rental car, connecting flights, shit like that. I did like the the woman he talks to here. This was like the only like random lady character that shows up that actually seemed like an interesting person. Yes, because she, she was basically like, "What can I not do for you?" Yeah, <laughs> when he walks up, Patty is a trope, and that makes her a character. And technically, her faults just make. Rayford and Bucky worse. So even though Hattie's not yes. technically written well, uh, <laughs> somehow everyone's reaction to her is, is less a statement on Hattie. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is every other female character is bad. So the fact that our parched-ass mouths finally yeah. get this, this spitfire. Yeah. and But she puts Buck in contact with a charter pilot. And... Uh, <laughs> This is what she says about him. He's expensive, and he's a type who would charge double during a crisis, especially if he knew who you were and how desperate. This dude fucking rocks. He's a shithead. I love this guy. He's like, I'm trying to get paid. I think this is the dude that I like. Or it's not. I assume we're going to meet 37 pilots in the next, you know, 16 chapters. I mean, Rayford's all his friends, all his pilot connections. Hey, Rayford, want a martini? Not anymore. I believe in Jesus Christ. I don't know about that. Okay. (laughs) Well, speaking of Rayford. All right, let's go back to depression zone. (laughs) Now we cut back to Rayford about, he's actually walking up the stairs now. There's a uh, movie by Philip Seymour, not by, Philip Seymour Hoffman, R.I.P. Stars in it. It's called Love Liza. It's basically, it's one of those, what I consider like early 2000s, late 90s just like depressing as shit indie movies like, that aren't very good sad? right <laughs> aren't you so sad isn't it sad <laughs> and uh it's like uh the whole plot is his wife died and let's watch philip seymour hoffman walk around and huff gas um i mean that's essentially what happens right here <laughs> yeah so that's what this reminded me of rayford instead of huffing gas he huffs Clothes. <laughs> He's huffing his wife's flannel nightgown. Which, as I've always said, uh, always have in a vacuum sealed thing your partner's, uh, like, uh, dirty, but not too dirty. You don't want to be free. Not like stinky sweat, but like they've worn it. Like their essence is on it. Maybe they rub their deodorant, put their hair on it, uh, you know, things like yeah. that. Because, at some point, they're going to die. Yeah, Tim, we probably should get on that. We should, like, vacuum seal some stuff <laughs> for each other, just in case. When we were uh, in college, I remember, like, we would give each, like, you had my hoodie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, do that so that, you, it, so that you can have your own rapture experience. Yeah, I, so Raper goes into Raimi's room, which this is where 
he sees the pic, the autographed picture that he gave his son, and he's like, "What kind of dad autographs a picture for his own son?" Which great point, right? And none of this is trying to defend himself. He's just extremely depressed, beating himself up. I miss my wife and son. It's not really leaning into it too hard, meaning. It's letting the experience speak for itself at, like, it's so much more depressing to see the blinds closed yeah, and burnt yeah, coffee. Yeah. And he has to go through the, 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 the steps of pouring out the coffee. Yep. As opposed to wailing, gnashing. Yeah. You know, thinking of not going to Little League and things the, like, like that. The, like, mundane. Exactly. Like, picking up the pieces of it. Um, one other thing that I really loved was the description of uh, Rayford and Irene's bedroom. Because it, <laughs> oh it, it was such a blast from the past. Because it was like cross stitch and frills and country stuff. And I'm like, God, that was like such a like. Right. I feel like that. That is exactly what my parents' house and like everyone that I knew. Totally. Because their is, house looked like that. This is pre live laugh love sign. Yes. No. No. This was like that country like quilt. Yeah. Like. Teddy bears, like cross stitch stuff. It was like such a thing. Using corks for a picture frame, you know, things like that. Totally. So he goes to the, his 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 bedroom, and you know, it's a he's basically putting off. He put off going upstairs at all, and so he finally goes upstairs and again sees sees Ramy's, and you know, points out that, um, and it's always even explicitly like. This is what his family does in his absence. Yeah. And now he has to deal with their absence. Yeah. Uh, therefore, showing in stark relief just how much that affects him. And I think that's actually a really interesting point that they're making. And mm. I hate to give, give them their, their flowers here. But, like, the fact that Rayford is dealing with their absence by having what – his absence yes. met to him. Yes, yes. Um, because Raimi was wearing socks, which is either good or bad. I don't remember which. Okay, I think I, I was really confused by that part. And I think that actually what was happening is that Rafer was like kind of laughing because Raimi did have socks on. The socks were left in the bed. And normally his mom would yell at him for not wearing socks to bed. I don't or know. wearing them. Or wear, I, I, why would you? That's queer. I don't know why you would carry their way. Yeah. Um, I assumed it must have been like, you'll be, you'll be cold. You got to wear your socks. My assumption is. <clears throat> original draft was like Ninja Turtle underpants. Like we can't talk. No, about no it. child underpants. <laughs> no, thank you, sir. <laughs> then he goes into uh, the bedroom, and you know, uh, it's exactly what you expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's with a little fun twist. Uh, it's uh, Irene's ugly flannel nightgown, her <laughs> wedding ring, and a locket with him inside. And it's the it is the flannel nightgown that she only wears when he's not around because he he thinks it's ugly or bad or something. Right. Embarrassing. At some point earlier, he acquired a um, a frickin' package because uh, Irene, of course, sends him oh, packages. Such a good wife. And this is some love dare shit right here. <laughs> like, I don't know when that came out, but it's extremely like I went to a Christian wives class and yes. it told me to mail my husband oh, cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Irene, through this entire thing, has extreme. I don't have a job. Uh, so my yeah. rich ass pilot husband just allows me to decorate and put bears on things. Yeah, and, things like and I'm that, trapped so. in my fucking horrible home and uh, going to church. And that's yeah. all I do. And uh, he opens up the package, and inside are two uh, cookies with hearts on them. And he basically describes that between um, the scent of her pillow and the and like the wedding ring is where she would rest her hand yeah. to prop up her neck, and the waft of the cookies. 
breaks down yep. and falls asleep crying. And it's probably like 5, 6, 7 p.m., give or take. Yeah. And yeah, I think I it's... I for him. It's, I do. I, it's, it's an I, effective chapter. It is an effective chapter. Or the <laughs> the Ray parts are effective. Yeah. Buck is just like, God, can you please stop putting all of the fucking backstory on me? It sounds like <laughs> such an asshole. It's like, don't worry, your next chapter is going to be way worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, the thing about chapter five is that Raver is barely in it. <laughs> the thing about chapter five is it's so confusing it's and really, it sucks. It's really It's insane. so good. Uh, so, chapter five. <laughs> uh, we start out with finding out that Buck is carrying several thousand dollars worth of traveler's checks in a special pocket in his jeans. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> this is my tra- my traveler's check pouch. <laughs> this, and, okay, think about the jeans he'd be wearing in 1995 oh my god they're dude. like up so high oh my god dude he rocks <laughs> he, yeah he's perfect and i can't imagine what other pouches does he have in those jeans <laughs> this is my cyanide pill pocket <laughs> yeah this is my razor blade this is, pouch this, this is my 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 jerky sack this is for all my fake passports which i think he actually does have fake passports yeah bucky's cool um yeah <laughs> again they kind of I have no idea what they're trying to accomplish with describing Bucky. I I would love I, to go back in time and like, did this work for anybody? They, I think they they think that people will like this, and but didn't you used to like it at the time? I remember I liking think, Bucky. I didn't think he was bad at the yeah. time. I definitely didn't. Like, I think I was all like, ooh, like because yeah, exactly. Like, well, he's always like, a step ahead, and his whole like even his I don't check a bag, even though I'm oh going God. to. London from New York or from from New York to Chicago to London and I'm meeting my friend Dirk Burton who maybe uh will take me to the Antarctic. So we don't who knows. Who so knows? I have like a messenger bag filled with thirty thousand dollars, three pairs of clothes that I wash in the sink like a weirdo, <laughs> and somehow cold weather gear too. I didn't really dig down deep into it because I was like, Fuck, who cares? I'm gonna need to see a diagram of, of this. Of oh, yeah. the, the way this they do like f- like Revo- Napoleon's French Revolutionary War soldiers carried all these things and that's what yeah. I want to see. I want I want to see it like here's his hard tack and yeah, 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 and yeah. trench knife. Um I think that book just makes me really mad because he's just such a type of guy that like I probably went to like grad school with. Very like, cool. Oh, I'm just like God. always going on trips and I I'd always travel. I'd only bring three pairs of you know changes of clothes or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. The one time <laughs> that like baggage is delayed, like that's why I never check a bag. Always because I was inconvenienced once. Hey, wow. sorry bud, I'm able to bring my Xbox 360 home <laughs> now because of that. Idiot. Fuck off. <laughs> So we immediately get a flashback, like right after they're like, Buck has several thousand dollars worth of travel checks in his pants. We get a flashback to only a few days ago. I think this was like three days previously. Yeah, we don't find out it's three days previously until the end of this entire story. It's very confusing. So for some reason, well... Okay, yeah. No, this story is so confusing. (laughs) And like, why, why, why is this in here? So apparently Buck scooped the Chicago branch of the Global Weekly right. on a sports story. Right. Like, in... One of the biggest, <sighs> like, sport towns in America. Um, so he has to go and make nice with the bureau chief in Chicago. Lucinda Washington, who's black, by the way. <laughs> 
couple times because in the previous chapter I didn't bring it up there. But they were talking about when Rayford is in the car with a lady hitchhiking, and mm-hmm. he, she's like, "This Chinese girl who I know is also gone from your neighborhood." Yeah. Like, did you mean to say that? They like don't say it. They only say it to be like, "This person's not white." Right. And it really stands out. Right, because this is before you was like Lucinda Washington. She had. Her skin was brown by, you know, it, her hair was like this. Yeah, yeah, but no, they're like, she's yeah. black. She's black. <laughs> she's middle-aged. She's, she's a black. black and she's a Christian, and she's by a the Christian. way. Uh, they have this, like, kind of fun back and forth. Yeah. The insane story of Buck scooping it oh, sucks. But I think maybe technically we're supposed to see that he's bad because of this. Uh, but again, like he's super selfish, curious I what guess. the point is. See, I don't even know. Like, I didn't take it as, I thought it was like, the book being like he's got gumption he's always scooping everyone right. what, he, a, what a wunderkind because he does say i wouldn't have scooped you guys if you're doing your job that being said this is one of those things that i think adults can see as objectively annoying yeah and like he didn't even tell her about it and because no. he was like well then you would give it to someone else and it's like bro the you're already the buck. Who yeah, cares? Why about, are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And he also calls her like Lucy. Like, like he always does that. Like he like tries to get like personal and cute. And right. I, I personally like maybe this is a me thing. I hate when people do that shit. Yeah. When they like just I don't know act super familiar when we don't know each other. Like that is that that there's nothing more that will make me be like cool. I'm never gonna talk to you again. And I think that the whole point of her being black. Other than hashtag diversity is it, he gets to have a quick joke about she makes fun of him for being, uh, uh, Ivy League. Yeah. And like, I'm surprised you're even like able to do XYZ. And he's like, did you stereotype me? Oh my God. Oh, so funny. (laughs) We're both the same. It's this, it's equal to Dude, I honestly, I think you might be right. That is like, I feel like they wanted to make that joke and they just created her. Jenkins like shuffling into his kitchen, bothering his wife. That's funny though, right? That's like good of them, right? <laughs> so yeah, the, the really the only thing that's important in this section is that you find out that Lucinda's a Christian. She's a Christian. We'll come back to that. And she kind of makes fun of him. Does she inherently say like, I'll be gone one day or something like that? Kind of. I think she kind of alludes saying, to Like it. all these yeah. people say, like, all point out that there's going to be a rapture and I'll be gone. Get ready for it. And yes, there is the uh, bumper sticker of, like, uh, in yes. case of rapture, this, this car will be empty. But besides that, it wasn't – I don't – I mean, at no, least in did, my circles. Are, is it, did you not ever, like, meet a person that was like, like, oh, how are you doing? Like, oh, like, I'm doing okay, but I'll be doing better when the Lord comes. Like That happened. That I happened, feel like that but... was, like – people would always be talking about, like, God w- – Sorry, our rice cooker just went off and scared me <laughs> in the background. Um, I think that people would do that, like, be looking forward to the rapture in the same way that I jokingly uh, talk about when is first contact going to happen yeah. and when are the Vulcans going to come save us. <laughs> yeah, and I, I brought this up before, not because I don't think it never happened. It's just, it feels like it's extremely happening in this book. Yeah. And especially if it was happening pre Rapture. Right. Now, Post actually, rapture, it kind of makes sense because they're focusing yes, on the, like, the things he said. Like, we gotta said. save everybody. But typically, you know, it, it's, it's, the joke isn't, well, I'll be gone one day. It's, uh, well, you'll be in hell. That being said, <laughs> I, I guarantee, like, I'm guarantee, 
I've made the joke before, and every other Christian has too. I'm just saying it's clunky. Yeah. Not that it never happened. I'm very curious, though, listeners. Like, did you grow up around people, or were you around people who were constantly talking about the rapture in their lives? Uh, let us know. Yeah, I'm my, curious about it. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I I think I cut out from the first episode uh, a slightly too long story about my um, my best friend's dad, who was obsessed with mm, rapture. So he was yeah. the type of guy that would always bring it up. So, okay, within this flashback, we now get an even farther back Dude, flashback. So confusing, <laughs> it's trying so to confusing. figure out what's happening. But, Tim, we get to meet Dirk Burton. <laughs> and I, when I read this, I was like, oh, like Jennifer's nicknames that she has a list of. Yeah. Forgetting that you've been le- for reading D&D. Left Behind yes. for like two years. Yeah, so I played a D&D rogue named Dirk Burton because <laughs> uh, Dirk Burton is, sounds hilarious, but Dirk Burton sounds even funnier. I just thought it was a coincidence. I think that I'm probably going to be taking a lot of D&D names from Left Behind. Oh, right. yeah. What if I just named a D&D character Nikolai Carpathia? That would be good. I want that. A great warlock. I'm going to do I'm yeah. going to do it now. In Abyss Warlock, totally, totally. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so Dirk Burton went to Yale with him? Yeah, I think they went to school together. He's, he's a Welsh, w- by the way. Yeah, he's Welsh, by the way, and he works in the financial sector. And they kind of paint him as a sort of, uh, fan- not fancy, like a kind of fun conspiracy guy while not being super conspiracy guy. Right, right. But again, I think the point of this is to show that Buck is all all science, all facts. Exactly. Well, and also, in going into conspiracy theory alert, woo, 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 uh, we start to get there here because it's all like, oh, this person that Buck is like, he's a conspiracy theorist. Actually, it turns out he's right. Well... Actually, turns out he is right, everybody. The yeah. Bohemian Grove. Let me tell you, dude. About it. I was like, we're, we haven't gotten there yet. Um, but basically, Dirk. Why does this? Why is his name Dirk so, Burton? Dirk Burton. Like, I feel like Tim and I will just say Dirk Burton. If you sometimes. don't have Dirk Burton, just like in your head at a, a, a stoplight, just mutter Dirk Burton. You're gonna have a better day. Yeah, just think about it. Think about Dirk Burton. Um, but he has contacts with. Movers and shakers in the financial and political yeah. world. His boss is somehow part of the the, the Illuminati. <laughs> and yes. So occasionally he gets hot tips and we are getting essentially Dirk's first big ass hot tip to yes. Buck. It's, it's, it's implied that there's other ones here and there, but whatever. He could have been right or wrong. But it's sort of hard to tell when this is happening, but... The basic deal is Dirk predicted that they went down to three currencies. And I really wish I knew I was, I knew that, 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 that was what was happening yeah. when I was reading this because I thought this was like after the three currencies and this was going to one currency. Yeah. Because no, the, no. the, the, the conspiracy theory that Dirk is saying is that we are moving to one or consolidating. We're right. Yeah. Cause basically Dirk calls Buck up like, Hey, I got a scoop. You can do whatever you want with it. But these movers and shakers that I have an eye on, they're all meeting and I know that it's about world currency stuff and yeah. we're going to go down to they're three. They're going to go do cocaine. They're going to suck each other's dicks. <laughs> yeah. Eat like, babies. He, they talk about like, they, they basically, these, these important people and sometimes involving like presidents and such meet in a chalet in France. Yeah. Which I thought was they, very they funny. They go to Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, France, French grotto. Yeah. It's giving Bohemian Grove for sure. It's giving the were, Koch brothers summit. Did, do you think they did that on 
purpose or did they pick something out of a hat they thought was I don't know. I actually was looking it up because here's the thing. And this is what drives me crazy about this topic and just like right wing people in general is like well, you're a little bit right in that, like, yes. yes, a small minority of people are affecting the world, but it's not like this. But, like, the Koch brothers literally would put on, like, a summit and, like, all the important people will go, like, this stuff does happen. Yeah. But it's not the way they're saying it. Totally, yeah, because, he, he, like, throughout his sort of back and forth, he's basically saying that th- this group decides policy. This group changes – Yeah. The stock market. He makes an, uh, a reference to like, well, if your president is sick, then the stock market changes, right? Well, think of that, but deeper. Which you know, Jenkins is a, is, is a hashtag ally. The stock market's fucking fake. Was well, fake, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's weird ass gambling controlled by um, billionaire pedophiles that meet in frickin' France allegedly <laughs> in a chalet. In a chalet, allegedly, allegedly. But yeah, so he's basically saying, okay, the it was either the pound or the Deutschmark got. Uh, cut out, but the pound, it was like a pound. Uh, uh-uh. uh, it's no gonna way. be, it's Too gonna dumb. be the mark because the metric system fucking sucks. And- yeah, well, but yo, yeah, they have a whole conference. Well, basically, I did love because Dirk is like making fun of Americans for not wanting to switch to metric, and he's correct for that. He is correct. And I, at this point, I did have to change my internal monologue to be. I don't know what Welsh sounds like, but I just I just went straight up like English, and that was fun. For me. It, it's it's funky English. It's, it's I, I really like, the Welsh accent is great. Yeah, I like it. I only hear good things. But basically, um, he says soon the uh, uh, take my tip or not. But if this happens, you know I was right. Yeah. And he he's kind of saying that these people are meeting, and one person is pushing to for everyone to switch the dollar. Yeah. And then we get the fact, or like Bucky seeing when this world of the Left Behind uh, series. Moves to three yes. currencies, and Buck's like, fuck. He's All right, like, my man, man, Dirk, whenever you need me, let's fucking go. Yeah, so basically that's the whole thing. And at the beginning of the book, that's where Buck was flying to London to meet with Dirk Burton. Dirk called him in the middle of the fucking night. <laughs> to be like, get your ass hey, here. Hey, come over here. And so Bucky is like, All right, I my, gotta go. my crazy friend Dirk Burton... Uh, he loves to have the craziest times. I'll bring all my passports, $18,000 in untraceable bills. Uh, that, that, are, li- that, that are in my pants. <laughs> amphetamines to, to bribe my way out of uh, yes. uh, jail. And a jacket. Uh, and he just goes there. And then, unfortunately, the rapture happens. So the other thing that we find out in this section is that Dirk says that the real power behind the power is an American guy named Jonathan Stonicle, which, let me just say, I immediately got very stressed and was like, Stonicle a Jewish last name? <laughs> it's not, though. I think he might have made it up because when I looked up just Stonicle, only Left Behind stuff came yeah. out. And that's where I found the, the fan fiction, by the way. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if, the, like, what they're going for with this, but I don't remember anything about Stonicle. I so, assume he gets killed uh, soon. So w- w- the way that Dirk describes him is that he not only owned the biggest banks and financial institutions in the United States, but he also owned or had huge interests in the same throughout the world. Oh, no, it's a new world order, the Illuminati, the cabal. Uh, sorry, base left behind. 
It's just true. It's they're, just they're true. They're fucking right. They're just right. Um, and the other important person that comes up, and this is Dirk's connection to the shadowy group, is Joshua Todd Cothran, which you know he's a heathen. He's got a hyphenated last name. <laughs> I uh, also know what this guy's deal is. I'm excited for Nikolai Carpathia to, I don't know, execute Choke him. Choke him out? Later. I don't know. I'm not, I have no idea. <laughs> he's going to kill him like Darth Vader. <laughs> but I assume, I assume Carpathia in book five just like – Clears house on some of these toadies, and I'm gotta, very excited. He's for gotta. It. Um, we do a quick cut to Rayford, which <laughs> this only section is just like Rayford wakes up from his grief sleep because the phone is ringing. Oh, it's Hattie, and Rayford's like, "Oh, I don't fucking care about you anymore." And she's like, "Please call me again." And he's like, "I oh, am. Yeah, we'll see." <laughs> it's interesting because he's cut, he's very short with her, but in a little bit, I was like, "What's his deal?" Not what not what's his deal, but like. What is the deal for which I'm supposed to be reading into this? But yet again, he's just saying, I can't believe I was thinking with my, my huge dick. For, <laughs> my huge hog. My huge non-Christian hog. <laughs> yeah. My beautiful circumcised Chicago hog. <laughs> uh, uh, and luckily this time they're not demeaning to Hattie. Uh, when he's like, I don't even want to fuck her anymore. Yeah. But, but he's just like so rude about he it. He's just basically like, she's a vapid, like silly little girl. And actually we find out how old she is. It says she's 27. Not as young as I not as young. I thought she was going to be younger than that, actually. Yeah. Especially for, uh, you know, all of this, like 27 unmarried. Yikes. Wow. Old maid much? Well, that's why she's left behind. Oh, uh, cause yeah. But that yeah, being said. If she was a good, if she was a good girl, she'd be married that and is true. children. I do, I do agree with that. Uh, all that to say is like, it's a little weird, but it's also kind of like, well, of course. He just woke up from the world's worst nap on the planet. And Hattie is a little bit like, he didn't call me. And he's like, bitch, my wife and child are gone. Which is bitch. like, okay, fair enough. Like, yeah. And is this the part where, one of these moments, I forget where, we do get confirmation that every single baby is yes. gone, including, as we, as the podcast agrees, the babies in bellies. The ba- so- oh, you, they gotta, you know, they got sucked right out of oh there. Oh my god, there's gonna be, there, if there's not a story of someone that like, was checking their pregnancy test and then their <gasps> baby disappeared. And then it went away! Right. It became, it became unpregnant. Cause there well, has to are- be compromise, basically saying, baby is See, abortion. Well, they bad. already did the thing where they showed the woman that was like in labor and, right. and her belly went away. But like I was saying, she was in labor. Right, right. So the pre, pre labor. Was, was that since the, the gates, vagina, was opening, does that mean that baby got raptured? So wait, real quick though, I have a question again. Going back to the whole conversation about babies being in heaven before they're born. Oh my God, yeah. So according to. I feel like we've talked about this a lot over our many years. Have we? I feel like. Or like it's come up before. My brain must have rejected this because it's like it's so silly to me. I'm sure. But like, does does she think that the babies are in heaven until they're conceived and then they're in the like? like, Oh, well, my my stepmom. Yeah. Oh, uh, like the second they're conceived, then their their essence goes into there, or they still their spirit still chilling in heaven until they shoot out. So my I I believe to me it feels like there is like. Uh, baby trees. This is just my flavor. And we're gonna have to sneakily get clarification on this. I, I was talking to my sister one time and I was like, as a joke, uh, a Patreon <laughs> tier is I talk to my dad and stepmom, but I'm like, no. It will have to be. You'd have to give me so many thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like this will ruin your relationship <laughs> with your parents. <laughs> I, I don't, I could do it respectfully. I couldn't, I could not. No. Um, it feels like there's a 
um, a vat, a, uh, a frickin' Primordial is. Prim- yeah, a, <laughs> Baby is. A, a, several, a, a bank vault of baby souls. And. Is it, is it like in, in Anastasia and like the green, the ghost, the spirits were like all flying around? I, I haven't seen that. I, I, in my mind, it's very, uh, Cabbage Patch where they grab oh, you go, it. you go pick them. Uh, Jesus picks your baby and, uh, he throws it, uh, football style down and, and it hits your goddamn womb. That's how I took it. None, that was, again, I'm filling in every single point be- between you were a baby in heaven. Yeah. I just, I'm fascinated. And now you're born. I'm gonna look into this more. Not like but, but, for her, well, but like I, what people think. I actually wanna I, know about I, this. Well, her mom did get very much like, you have to baptize kids or else they'll go to hell. Uh, and I See, thought, that's, that's very interesting. And my dad and my stepmom, i.e., her daughter, like, no. no. Yeah, evangelicals are not weird about that. They're just like, no, they're babies. It'll be fine. Yeah, but what I you'll thought... Just, when you're like five and understand, then, then you'll to, go to hell. You have to go to a Carmen concert like everyone else. <laughs> you uh, gotta go get, you gotta get uh, baptized in front of everybody in the church and see a bug in the water <laughs> and feel really weird about it. So what happened to you? That's what happened to that's me. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were gonna ask, what is heaven like for a baby? And... <gasps> you just say infinitely a baby? Well, this is why in Twilight, you're not allowed to make a, a baby, baby vampires. vampires. A baby vampire is very fucked the up. The Volteri will get you. Uh, just like a baby zombie is also very fucked up. And that's why I think we just assume they turn into a guy or something, but... They, they, grow, they grow up. But they, maybe we should... I don't know. Say, we, ne- we definitely need to have a conversation list of, like, we're, eventually we're going to have to have bonus episodes where it's yeah. like... We take an edible and we talk about these topics. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, Rayford said, whatever, we're done with him. Uh, we go back to Buck, and he was able to get to the payphone to call Ken Riz. Who's my man, or he isn't. The cool shithead charter pilot. Or he's not. Well, he is a shithead charter He is pilot. a cool shithead charter pilot. And Buck- I actually got really mad at this point because... Well, it like I kind of get what Ken's doing because he runs private. He's like, man, stuff. I, gotta, I gotta get paid. But like everyone else is like price gouging, and like of course price gouging. That's is what would happen, happen though, yeah. because it's like it sent me down a, do a we quick not spiral. Remember the beginning of the pandemic when people were like horning fucking masks yeah. and like hand sanitizer and yeah, shit. And toilet paper. Yeah. Or when we're recording this, why fucking gas prices are so oh high? My God. No real reason. Yeah, it's just because there's a war and they can do it, and they can. So yeah, so Ken Ken's gonna get paid, which who gives a who cares? Because Buck, Buck's money is coming from the newspaper. Who gives a fuck? Uh, Buck then checks in with Hattie. She cries some more on the phone. She's which always was, crying on the phone. And which I did like because when Hattie is on the phone with Ray, she gets a phone call. And oh, then we cut over and it's I didn't Buck. I didn't put that together. It's, it's very Games of Thrones to me. Wow. And I've also decided that, that George R. R. Martin read Left Behind like this. <laughs> I can do this better. This whips. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta add a lot more gore and sex and fucked up stuff. A little more incest. It's basically yeah. the same book. Yeah. I wonder if the microphone picked up our cat. <laughs> Laser. Don't be mad just because you're going to hell, too. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of uh, interesting thing about Hattie on the phone other no. than 
uh, they're sending the seeds for future plot points, meaning they're gonna they're gonna talk to each other. And Hattie's like sad and like call me again. She's so lonely. She's yeah, so and they thirsty. and they do make a point of Buck being like, I didn't even try. I'm not even thinking about fucking her, uh, which is <laughs> hilarious. Boys and girls cannot be friends. No, nope. uh, no, they always want to fuck each other. But this is, I, th- I think this is maybe where we get the confirmation about the baby thing. I think so. Yeah, because she asks about like his family. Oh, is she the one that says all the innocents are gone? Or is that Margot Potter or whatever her name is? Uh, she said that Someone all, says it. She, she says that kids and nice people are gone. Yeah. And Hattie also, it does come up with Hattie as well, where she's like, oh. Like, basically, she realized, like, she kind of, like, realized, he's like, oh, just my nephews. She's like, how old are they? Like, yeah. Ten. And she's like, oh. So she doesn't, like, fully say, straight up say, like, your niece and nephew are gone. Right. But she knows. Yeah. And then we, it's basically the, it's all that stuff of, like, well, if you have kid, if you have uh, relatives of this age, of course they're gone. Every, yeah. That's starting to sink in. And then we get, like, one of the darkest, like, fucked Oh, up man. Things. So, yeah. So, remember Lucinda Washington? Mm-hmm. Well, this is, like, the only real reason why I think she got brought up. Uh, Buck calls her. And who picks up the phone? Her son. Her teenage son. And, guys, turns out Lucinda and all her family, except for her teen son, got snatched away he, into heaven. He's just tall enough to ride this roller coaster to hell. Exactly. I was super nervous <laughs> until he was like, no, my pastor's here or something like that. Like he's just um, totally alone. Because that, I, you know that would happen? Like, in this scenario. Oh, my God. That would happen. Oh, my God. Which brings up another point that I thought about while reading this, which is that... Elementary schools, completely useless. Out of jobs. They're what completely they out of jobs. Like, completely empty elementary schools. Like, it's kind of, it's like creepy. What do I do? Yeah, yeah. All the uh, Toys R Us kids, Gap kids, yeah, well, useless. What the fuck are we going to do with this now? Oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. Well, it's a lot of lost jobs, but they also need a lot of people to take new jobs. Like, can you be an air traffic oh, controller? Please. I'm a... I'm a, a second grade art teacher. Good, get in cool. there. But like, yeah, all those clothes and toys for nothing. No, okay, Until they start having more babies. Well, they have a huge excess of of clothes because everyone uh, left theirs behind. Uh, I yeah. think I think this kid might show up in the Left Behind Kids book. Uh, I'm not sure, but I also believe this is how we start uh, closing the freaking uh, world. Where I think this is uh, we'll connect Buck and Rayford again. Yes. Maybe. The other thing that happens in this chapter, which, which to me is like iconic of like left behind style rapture is the kid talks about his dad's contacts being oh, yeah. like laying on top of his clothes. Cause it's like basically the way it was always explained to me is to like any like additional thing that's not like your actual like flesh and blood is mm-hmm. going to get left behind. So if you have like a hearing aid or like, you know, a, a stint dick piercing in your, yeah, like a piercing. Your wedding ring or your contacts out of your eyeballs. Your, you know what? Oh my god! I just thought of a horrible thing. All the tampons that got left behind. Ew, gross. And the pads. What if someone was wearing a butt plug and they got taken up to heaven? My wife is full. Plug? Why are there four butt anal beads? What are these? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, there is another. I have no idea what it is, but there's like other media about the rapture where 
<laughs> it's not gross, like Left Behind. Oh, their clothes are folded because uh, yeah, because yeah, the, they're the, folded neatly. The Lord is is nice. No, and but Left Behind, they just there's a crumpled pile. That's the end of chapter five yeah. and the end of our very third episode. Thank you so Whoa. much for listening. Uh, yeah, we are still taking it quote unquote slow. Uh, there's uh, a lot to dig into. There's a lot to dig like, into. Like the fact that we've done three episodes and like literally in every chunk, there's like a weird conspiracy theory thing that comes yeah. up. Like eventually we're going to have to start doing more chapters, but for the beginning, we definitely wanted to kind of get our voice and try to figure out what they're doing because we don't want to be doing this show for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't that know might how, kill me. Actually. I don't know how to solve that, but you know, eventually we want, like we've hinted at, definitely want to have, uh, ways to have bonus episodes yeah. and, um, you know, exclusive content. But the thing like is, the story's so batshit that we gotta, like, we gotta lead the listeners along through it. So true. To explain what the hell's going on. Eventually the episode's just gonna be simply three hours long. Yeah, it might have to be. Because it's just, because a lot of times with podcasting, it's simply scheduling. Yeah. So if you can just get on the books, that means nothing else is in your way. Like, therefore, if I record for three hours. Then it's fine. It's fine. Exactly. Eat a cheese stick in, in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, do you got any, you got anything you want to lift up? Oh man, anything I'm gonna lift up to the Lord? I don't know. Uh, nothing specific, I don't think. I don't know. Other than the heat, of course. Other than the heat, I would like it to be lifted away. I mean, I was just thinking, I was like, I'm sure there's like things that I should be like, donate money here, do whatever. I don't know, man. Everything's bad. (laughs) Do what you can, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, I just went through quick kaleidoscope vision of like yeah. oh wait i thought there was a specific one thing we should donate to oh no, there's, there's a so thousand many. yeah you know um um very important you know not gonna get preachy but obviously uh take care of your communities that's the biggest yeah. ways that you can uh, affect positive real world change from things of uh making sure QAnon folks don't become uh, the head of your school board, yeah, man, or your sheriff, or and like they're that. absolutely trying to. So be aware in whatever elections yep. you're able to vote in, and because there's lower level ones, people are getting in there. Yep. <laughs> that believe this that we're talking about for yep. real. I'm not a resistance lib, so I'm not going to no. uh, annoy you about the only way to fix things is no. vote because I don't believe that. No, I think actually community actually see what's going on in your community, or they're like. Food banks, are there things you can, you know, uh, funds that you can donate for reproductive health stuff? Yeah, because I think in our minds, we wouldn't feel right doing the show necessarily because without pointing stuff out like this, because it is so tied into it. It's not just, you know, here we are being uh, leftist creators. It's literally, this is not obviously the, the seeds of all this stuff. But it is uh, a fertilizer. To it's keep a fertilizer. That's a great way to describe it. Yes, it was a fertilizer, an extreme fertilizer to it. Yeah. So it, yeah. I mean, this stuff again, like the whole weird conspiracy theory shit. Like this is exactly what QAnon people yeah. are saying. Like this and is it's why, all true. It's why it was so easy for them to just slide into this. Mm-hmm. So I just, I guess, I encourage folks to examine. Right. It's fun. It's easy saying. and fun to laugh at it, but. It is occasionally – we won't do it every episode, but it's worthwhile to realize oh, it has real-world uh, connotations. I actually do have something to lift up. Oh, let's lift it up. Uh, so talking about, you know, Illuminati and the movers and shakers in the world, may I recommend a book called 
Dark Money, and no. I believe it is by. Let me find. Do it not read any life. book that Jennifer. No, you have to. You do. You need to. It's yeah. You're gonna feel worse afterward, like for sure. But yeah, read Dark Money: The Hidden History of the Billionaires Behind the Rise of the Radical Right by Jane Myers. Great book. You will be depressed after you read it. But Sick. It's good to know. Well, uh, going a little long, so just follow us on Twitter. I'm at Tim Lanning. Jennifer is at Jennifer Cheek. Uh, I occasionally post on Instagram at Tim Lanning. You don't really do Instagram. I don't do. post very much on Instagram. No. You should. No. Eh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, love you and uh, peace to you and yours. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.